Hello, hello. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of October 3, 2000. October. Good gravy. October 3, 2011. This is episode 121. I am Chris Bevelo lamenting that it's October. I'm also president of Interval, healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. Joining me today are my usual and typical and awesome co-hosts. Partners in crime. Partners in crime. Jackie, Jackie Ritaco, account coordinator with Interval. And uh, Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Howdy, folk. Hey. How's it going? Dandy. Did you Besides order... the fact that it's October. <laughs> yeah, so it's cooling off. Plenty of time for reading. Indoors. Have you ordered your new Kindle? Why would I need a new Kindle? The new Kindle came out yesterday. The Flame? Fire. Oh, that was the flame. There's the Kindle Fire <laughs> and the Kindle Touch. Is it super cool? Yeah, it looks pretty slick. The Kindle Fire is full color touch screen starting at one ninety nine. And then the Kindle Touch is very similar to the current one, only actually has a touch screen, so rather than trying to fumble around on that stupid yeah. unintuitive piece of crap keyboard that's on the current Kindles. Uh, you'd be able to touch the screen. And I'm not sure how intuitive, I mean, I'm not sure how touchy the screen will be, for lack of a better word to describe it, because I think it's, um, <laughs> there's like zones you can touch, and it's not going to be like the iPad where you can like pinch and twist and do gestures. Um, so hopefully you can at least like touch links and touch books and do some basic touch stuff on it, because that would, that would help immensely. Did you order one, Adam? No, not yet. Maybe I'll put it like on my Christmas list and if somebody gives me one then I'll be happy, but um, you know, I I'm happy. I've only had my Kindle for about a year and uh I'm still happy with it. You know, I don't need to use the keyboard very often cuz I put my books on it and buy the books like on through the through a regular web browser. Um, so I don't really rely on the keyboard on the Kindle for very much. So for me it's not that annoying yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So you're Maybe. using a Kindle and an iPad? Mm-hmm. If I'm at home, I prefer to read on the Kindle because I just it's lighter. It's easier to read when you're laying down. Um, I, I want to find the podcast where you had the exact opposite view about a year ago. Where <laughs> you, were, you were this adamantly opposed. You were like, you know, because I was bringing up, well, you know, because I was in your boat. I had the Kindle, not an iPad. And I'm like, well, it's easier to hold. And you're like... I think you'll find the iPad very easy to hold and the glare is not a problem. And so you've come I, I, around. We've switched no, places. I agree with all literally. Of that. I, I don't think I said anything then that I don't, that I'm not on board with still now. I mean, when, if I'm traveling, I'll just bring the iPad and I'll read on the iPad. And I even will read on the iPad at home sometimes too. Like if my wife is in bed and it's dark, I'll take out the iPad to read on instead and put the brightness way down so that I don't have to turn on the lights and wake her up. Um, and I, I have no problem reading on the iPad. It's just, it's a little heavier. Um, I do prefer the e-ink, I think a little bit over the backlit display. Um, so yeah, I mean, my, my preference is the Kindle, but for reading, but I have no problem reading on the iPad as well. You know, some people Mm -hmm. are like, Oh, I could never read on it. The backlit display, blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut up. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I like them both, but the new, yeah, the new one's color, uh, the top of the line one starts at 199. So that's a pretty that's a pretty aggressive price point. You know, color, sound full, like an ad. Full color tablet at one ninety nine. You know, versus a, you know, it's it's not an iPad because um, you can do so much more with an iPad. But you know, it's three hundred dollars less and might do as much as a lot of people need it to do. 
Yeah. So, okay. yeah, looks cool. Very true. We'll see mm-hmm. how it plays out. Okay. Uh, we're going to try and make this a shorty today. <laughs> well, we've got to be careful with that word, don't we? <laughs> a quickie. Yeah. What's that? We're going to make this a quickie today? <laughs> a quickie? No, a shorty. Isn't a shorty a... A nooner? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think you were what you said. <laughs> I think if I know my hip-hop vernacular. Okay, so uh, only one update. Whipper Miss Wednesday be there. That's all I'm going to say. We've beat that thing to death. Yeah. <clears throat> That's this Wednesday. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> The first thing is, I call it from the Department of Duh. Uh, it's a really interesting story because I think it is kind of duh, yet it's one of those things that's worth reiterating. So, you know, I think sometimes there are like uh, pieces of common, what are they called? Common wisdom. That's not the right word. Common sense. Conventional wisdom oh, there or you common sense. Sure. The same thing, where they just become known as truths, but then they, you know, at some point, they're so well accepted that you no longer defend them or need to defend mm-hmm. them. And then sometimes somebody will say, well, how do we know that's true? And you're, you're like trying to prove that the world is round again. So, so this will help with that. But there's just an interesting twist to it. So this is a story in the Star, or the Star Tribune, New York Times, that says, for advertising, study says more screens are better. So this is a story about a study commissioned by Google that was done by Nielsen, which basically wanted to, sh- to see what would happen if you showed a video on multiple screens. How would that impact the viewer's um, recall of the video? So what do you guys think the result would be? Do you think if you showed a video on multiple screens that people will be more likely to recall that video or less likely. Yeah, that is kind of a duh. Hmm. <clears throat> more screens. What do you mean by that? Well, the study, <clears throat> the studies looked at content on a TV set, a computer, a smartphone and oh. a tablet. So they showed in all these different formats uh, and then they kind of tested, you know, some people only saw it on a couple formats. Some people only saw it one format. Some people saw it on all four. Uh, it was a video that ran for 15 seconds um, and so some people weren't showing any of the video ads and they were asked to recall. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think people who saw, saw it on more formats had a better recall or a worse recall? I would say better. Uh, I'm going to say that it probably wouldn't change. I, I mean, maybe, I guess, I guess really? the options are better or worse. It would be worse, but I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you see... Hmm. You see something, I don't know, I, I, well, maybe, I don't know, I guess I've rewatched movies and seen things that I missed the time before, but I guess it depends on what they're looking for. You know, is it like obvious things or subtle things that they're trying to see if people pick no, up? Just the like brand there name. Was a recall. Just no. the brand name. Just recall that, did you, yeah. do you remember seeing this name? That's it. Uh, uh, I think you're trying too hard, Adam. I mean, wouldn't no, you I think that- I, just, I have misunderstood how, how deep you were going with right. it. Like what well, it's, trying it's, to- it's okay because actually that's the twist I'm going to get to. Um, I, I would say conventional wisdom is the more people see something, the more likely they are to recall it. I mean, that's just a right. given in our world, right? If right. you're going to run one ad, you know, if you run that ad 10 times, people are going to be more likely to recall it if they see it 10 times than they see it once. 
I think that's mm-hmm. that's the conventional it's wisdom fair. that I'm talking about. And in fact, yeah. the study did reflect that. <clears throat> so the report finds that the group that saw the video only on TV, 50% recalled the brand being peddled. In groups that saw the video ad on all four screens, 74% remembered the brand name. Sure. Hmm. So Sounds right. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's kind of the department of the duh, I think. Um, the research demonstrates the positive incremental value of multiple exposures across multiple platforms. So I think that that's obvious. Here's the here's why I won't give you too much crap, Adam, for trying because the article the article starts with this sentence: the conventional wisdom deems that many consumers may become confused or overwhelmed when ads are aimed at them on different screens and multiple media. However, according to new research from Nielsen, marketers may benefit from such cross-platform exposure. What? I have never heard that conventional wisdom. Yeah, have, have you guys? You don't show them no. videos on an iPad and TV and an iPhone because that may confuse them. What, what is that? <laughs> Am I wrong there? Or is that just sounds made up out of the blue? No, I, yeah, it seems, I guess it depends on what they think is going to confuse them about it. I mean, the video itself shouldn't be any more confusing based on the device you're watching it on. Yeah. Right. Or really if, that if, different. If they're factoring in how to get to it, maybe that is confusing, but I don't, I don't know. I, you know, later on, there's a quote from, um, I don't even know what it's from. It just says, if you're an advertiser, you might be wondering which is the best screen to reach your customers on. The answer is all of them. These screens are better together. Again, I think that's the conventional wisdom. Where There's yeah. nothing in the article that supports their conventional wisdom that consumers may become confused or overwhelmed when they see ads from different screens and different media. What no. I, That doesn't even I make sense it, to me. How do you... No, it, you know, if I saw a video on my computer and then went to the movies and saw it on an ad, would I be like, I don't comprehend. I don't... How? Why no, are they I showing me the, this video here, too? I I guess it depends. I mean, I, I agree with you totally. Um, the only way, the only angle in which I would agree with them would be if they're literally talking about, like, where the ad appears. Like, if all, you know, you, maybe you moused over something and all of a sudden, the, the, you know, this video flew up in your face and blocked whatever you were looking at and you're trying to con- close it and it's, like, just annoying you or confusing. You know, something like that I could see maybe not being good. Um I mean, because I don't know, but I, in terms of just looking at the ad, whatever screen it's on shouldn't make it more confusing or less confusing. It's just the context in which it's presented. I mean, a TV My, is made for one thing, and that's watching video, whereas a computer or a mobile phone or or a, you know, whatever is made for all sorts of stuff. And sometimes, you know, tricky advertisers will throw things in your face in weird times. That can be confusing or misleading or you know aggravating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I, I guess it just depends on on the context in which it's. If they're if they're looking at the context and not just the video, then yeah, I, th- I see room for confusion. Um, well, but but that but that doesn't go to what this is even talking about, which is. It, so let's take your idea and say, no, right? I, yeah. People are overwhelmed when ads are aimed at them. So I can see how you can be overwhelmed. Like, in fact, Chris Boyer had a post on this, or he was talking about Hulu, and he was like, "Hulu, thanks for making me watch a, a, a minute and forty five second video." which is kind of laughable. It's like you get it for free. Well, maybe it's Hulu Plus. I don't know. But if you're watching content online and there's ads in there, that can be overwhelming because I know I get frustrated. I'm like, come on. How can I skip this? This is ridiculous. We're just not used to that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
So, so there's a sense there, and maybe that's what you're getting at, Adam, where it's not appropriate or it feels like an intrusion. Uh, and I think that's legitimate, but, but that doesn't necessarily impact, that's not going to negatively impact my recall. So in other words, right. if, if that happens to me and there's a video for, I don't know, Saturn, Saturn, do they even make cars anymore? <laughs> I picked a dead I brand. Think I think so. Okay, no, Apple computer. Down. And I and I'm, I'm like, oh, what is this? And I and I you know like skip by it or I just close out of the window. And then I see an ad for Apple computer on the TV. It's not like my exposure online makes it less likely for me to recall. It may not help the recall. That's fair. Yeah, um, and actually, if you put it in a frustrating or aggravating context, you know, if it pops up in your face and you're trying to close it, you might get you know it might improve your recall because you're pissed and you want to remember who you know what brand you need to boycott (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and that's the challenge with just recall isn't you know it's not saying good recall or bad recall it's just saying did you see did you see this brand right um Mm -hmm. so it's not even tapping into the potential frustration of yeah i saw this brand interrupted my show and that annoys me um it's just it's just i can't i don't understand that opening line i need somebody to help to help me understand kind of funny. where the conventional wisdom is that showing people on ads on different screens or multiple media would confuse or overwhelm them. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was file that away in the department of duh, but good, <laughs> good conversation. Okay. So, so now let's get into, um, always a hot topic. And I don't know. I don't even know why we talk about this. It's just humorous. And that's, Facebook and their changes. So um, we'll post a a story. I mean, you can find like 6 trillion stories on this. So it's not like you need to do research on this. But there was one in USA Today, I think, that kind of covers it all in one little shot. Uh, And it says, Facebook changes irk some of its friends. Uh, And let's see. So the changes are... Not all of them have taken place, but so now on your main feed, your news feed, they have whatever the most popular posts are at the top. I don't know how those are determined. Um, and then fresh posts below. So before you could choose most popular or most recent <clears throat> with a button. Now you don't get that choice. Most popular is always at the top and most recent comes down below. So that's one thing. Um any kind of action by anybody in your circle of friends, at least as I understand it, now will pop up in a feed on the right, almost like a ticker, like a live yep. Twitter ticker kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Some people are concerned with that because it's, I don't know how they can feel like it's an intrusion of privacy. People are doing this stuff on Facebook. But if I, <laughs> if like, if I said I liked somebody's post on something, that's showing up to everybody. Uh, right. Whereas before that might not have, or at least not been as obvious. Just as well as um, obvious. Yeah. And then, they, and then uh, it says there are new categories for close friends. So kind of replicating the circles in Google plus though. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. Uh, and then they're also making a change to what you might've considered your own page or wall. That's becoming more of a timeline feature. So those are the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, this has happened however many times before and every single time, you get this flood of disgruntled people. So I'm just going to read these quotes, and I'm going to turn it over to Adam, because Adam, I think, does a good job of putting all this in perspective. But here are some quotes from reactions from just Joe Blow people. What pinhead dreamed up these unneeded changes to Facebook, says Don Ross of Springfield, Virginia. 
I hate the interface. I hate all the changes, says Dinah Alobeed of New York. I just got used to all the recent changes. I feel like I'm now watching a business channel during trading hours of stock exchange, says attorney Pam Wishore of Concord, California. Ridiculous. And then here's something from a communications professional, Andrea Meyer in Chicago. I just looked at my stream and felt it was too early to deal with this. Well, she's talking about Facebook, by the way. I'll back up. I just looked at my stream and felt it was too early to deal with this. Social media is about engagement, loyalty, and relationship building. Their tactics don't support it. Facebook isn't playing well with their friends. Okay. Uh, where are uh, the positive reactions? There haven't. I mean, so Adam, you know, there's two takes on this. One is what do we think of the actual changes? And the second the first, is, yeah. what do we think of the the stereotypical outcry of disgruntled? What was that I last? Think, that last totally sounded like it was coming out of the mouth of some marketer who was regurgitating something she read. Um, what was it? <laughs> what was what was that quote you just said? This social media is supposed to be a place for engagement. Right. Blah, blah. It's like shut. Come, come social on. media is about engagement, loyalty, and relationship building. That their tactics don't gag support me it. with a spoon. Facebook I mean, isn't playing well with their friends. If there's one thing that annoys the thing that probably annoys me most about social media is when marketers try to give it some definition like that and, and lay out parameters for what it's supposed to be. It is what it is, and it's constantly evolving, and it is what the users of it, you know, make it to be. Even 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 when social media networks like Facebook or Twitter create a certain structure, user, users will bend that structure to their will to make it do in many cases what they want it to do or add, add, you know, like in the case of Twitter hashtags and at replies, all that kind of stuff that eventually became part of the system because it's how people like to use it. So anyway, enough of that rant. I think that a lot of the, I mean, this is an innovator die area of the internet, you know, social media. If, if you, if you aren't trying to improve your product, if you aren't adding new features, the next product that comes along that does what you do but does it better is going to replace you. I mean, we saw it with MySpace and Facebook. It could easily happen again. I mean, Facebook has definitely got its you know, talons dug into the meat of the internet a little more than you know, MySpace ever did. But um, yeah, I mean, so some of that's just maddening. A, I think some of the changes are great. I, I absolutely love the timeline feature. And I sent you guys, I know you guys said that it wasn't active on your accounts yet. Um, I shot, yeah. you, shot you that screenshot so you could see what it looks like. Um, I think that's fascinating. I, I'm actually looking forward to spending a little bit of time with my timeline going back to before I was on Facebook and adding some stuff in there, some older pictures. If for no other reason, it's just interesting for me to be able to go back and look at events I was at, things I did over time, vacations. And for anyone who I'm going to put into my social network, you know, who I trust enough to be a part of that couple hundred people, if that's how many I've got. Um, I, I, I want to share that information with them. I and mean, that's what, that's what this resource is supposed to be about. I mean, I don't think a lot of people have these weird extended circles of, you know, people who are not, who aren't friends. Um, and maybe that's where they start getting all concerned about who can see what it's like, well, if you're concerned about your boss seeing something, which I'm not, um, don't, ha don't friend your boss, you moron. Jeez, how I mean, how hard is that? And now there's there, now there's these lists that are like the Google Plus circles, which I'm glad they finally integrated, where you can actually um, have some settings for various groups of people. Uh, I haven't played with it much. I know that you're supposed to be able to put some restrictions on what people can see based on those lists. Um, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they implemented that. Um, if there's one thing that could have pulled me away from Facebook to Google Plus, and you know who knows that. That, that polling could still happen. 
Um, it was the circles. I, I liked that concept. I liked not having everybody lumped into this one, you know, group of people who are my quote unquote friends because maybe a dozen people in that group are actually friends. You know, some others are family. So yeah, friends too. But then a lot of them are just acquaintances that I've known throughout life. Um, many of which have compl- contemplated removing. So the ticker thing is fine. I mean, it's just over on the right. But my, I think what I would say is probably my beef with some of the changes isn't what they're doing. So I think a lot of what they're doing is cool and innovative and interesting. It's just the fact that they keep cramming some of these changes into their existing design and the existing layout of Facebook in general. Um, you know, it's, it's changed fairly dramatically from what it was when it first started. I mean, the overall concept is the same, but how it's executed is much different. Um, and they're still kind of trying to cram it all into that, that design that hasn't changed a whole lot from when it first started. I mean, yeah, there's been significant changes, but really overall it's kind of the same. So I would just like to see them be a little more innovative with design. And I think they did do that with the timeline. Mm -hmm. I just would like to see that carried through to more areas so that, you know, these weird tickers aren't just showing up, you know, just overlapping other things. And some, as you scroll down the page, scrolls down with you, while other things stay static and don't. And yeah, so that's my take on it. I think overall, good job, Facebook. You're doing some innovative, cool stuff. Um, you're staying relevant. Uh, I think you are staying competitive with the people who are coming out, like Google, um, and other people who are trying to build themselves back up, like MySpace, and and who knows what else. So cool so you had a quote i think you on facebook the irony um (laughs) when this first launched and people were kind of spewing you said you said something that i think is is accurate but also i could i could argue the other side you said something like i love it how people rant about a service that is free to them something to that effect right yeah i shared a graphic that we can share and, and all sorts of people were sharing it i probably it probably appeared on my feed like six times in a row it's a uh, just a little graphic from someecards.com, and it's just this little oh, yeah. line art of this dude looking at a computer screen, and it says, I am appalled that the free service that I am no way obligated to use keeps making, mild cha- keeps making changes that mildly inconvenience me, which I thought was perfect. <laughs> right. the, th- the only thing I actually wrote was, I assume everyone who's whining about Facebook changes is still using Windows 3.1. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think so. So here's my question with that, though. I mean, Facebook wants us to like it, does it not? Yes. Okay, so um, so it is reasonable for people to question or not like changes to a product that they're being given to use. I don't think that, that, that you should expect to use Facebook and just say, well, I mean, you can certainly say take it or leave it, but that's not really the message that Facebook is or should be sending. You know what no, I mean? But I mean, and you, as you already you know, kind of alluded to earlier, any change creates uproar yes, from yes. people and they've got such a massive audience. I mean, everybody uses this resource. I mean, it's kind of become the new email. Uh, so it, yeah, obviously, you know, anything you do is going to be big news. My beef with it is just that people, a lot of times people complain just because something is different. You know, I, I'm yeah. used to using it this mm-hmm. way this is different. Now you're making me learn something without like sitting back and at least giving a few moments of thought to what are, what are the overall goals? You know, is this, you know, yes, it's different, but why is it different? Do I like what they're trying to do with it? 
And setting aside your frustration with just having to adjust your your daily routine a little bit to comparing it to, you know, the benefits that this might bring and just kind of, you know, because you're going to adjust. I mean, in a week or two weeks, you're going to be used to how Facebook works now. And, and as soon as something changes again, it's going to be the same thing all over again. You're going to complain again. Not I, you I, people just like to anybody. complain. Well, I get that. I get all that. But we're not all designers. We're not all communicators. And I mean, if you apply this to anything else you use... It's understandable that if people get used to something and you change it, that they're not going to be happy with it. I don't think that makes them morons or or, or luddites. It's just you're you're trying to get them in a pattern of use, and then you keep changing it on them. It's not well, surprising technology. that people aren't comfortable with that. You're, you're, I'm not using Facebook to understand why they or how they want me to use Facebook. I'm using it based on what I think is valuable from it. And if you change that on me, then. It's not surprising that some people go, why did you do that? That's, I was, it was fine. Why are yeah, you but it's not, with it's it? It's not necessarily people saying, why did you do that? It's this outcry of hatred. I hate Facebook. You suck. I'm going to Google. Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's not but, even people really being rational. It's people being irrational. The people who are being rational where it's like, you know, this is, this is frustrating to learn this new thing. You know, if, if, the, if the argument's backed up with, you know, I don't even know that I appreciate what they're trying to do with it, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's perfectly valid. I mean, any, any feedback is valid. You know, we always say that from a marketing perspective, take what you can get in terms of, you know, people offering feedback, even if, even if it's just, this sucks, at least you've got some feedback on something. Um, so I'm not saying it's, it's bad. I'm just saying it's annoying from my perspective, from a technology, I mean, technology is constantly evolving. You know, the iPhone four is quite a bit different than the iPhone one, you know, windows, which I think is out is not windows. This stuff change, the stuff changes and sometimes it changes dramatically. And once you adjust, you're like, God, these new features that now I'm used to are so much better than what I had before now that I'm used to using them. So my I, beef is just people unwilling to evolve and, and try new things. And so that, that's, that's, that's my beef. And that's fine. You can have that beef. And I know that people are extreme, but I think the difference between like the iPhone is I know I'm purchasing a different product. I know what the attributes are. I can make that decision. You've got me using Facebook and, and I wake up one morning and everything's different. It you know they they don't handle it the best way they do it all the time and and to your point they're evolving and and most of the time you know people hated the news feed so that's the classic example right they hated it now it's probably the number one function of Facebook but it's not surprising and and people aren't in this to explore technology and learn about it and evolve they they use it I mean if you take something else like your telephone and if that kept changing every three months about how you're supposed to use it. People would be annoyed with that too. Yeah, but Facebook is in the business for that, for those things. They have to be. Otherwise, somebody is going to come up and replace them, and everyone's going to be there instead. They have to do this. There's, I know they, they have and, to and do you, it. You can support legacy features, but you can only support it for so long. Because, I mean, eventually it's like, you know, look at like the, the, you know, Apple can't keep making iOS to work on the iPhone 1. If you have the first one, you can't upgrade it anymore. Maybe there might be little patches here and there that fix bugs or something, but you're screwed in terms of new features because you're choosing to stay on that platform. The difference with software is that it's not... There's, there isn't hardware, you know, there's not some physical thing in your hand. It has to, you know, it's, and like I said, they can only support those legacy features for so long. And in some cases they're just like, you know what, it's not, our vision is for our product is this. We're not even willing to support these legacy features at all. We're just going to scrap them because it's way too much time and effort 
for us to pay people to continue to develop this old stuff that we don't believe in anymore. I, I um, get all of that. I understand all of that. I'm just saying, yes, well, I that's, think you that's could the be more understanding of people or not so angry with that. That's where I kind of give you crap. I'm like, I think you spend as much time ranting about people who rant about Facebook. I didn't Facebook spend any time ranting. I put up one post <laughs> about windows you. and then I put, no, you had two posts. I shared a graphic that, that was on my wall from somebody else. Right. Which took me, that took me a one click of a link done okay okay the other okay. one was a response to you don't all have of the to crap defend your, up and down I'm my just wall. No, I, I do you. because you're telling me i was ranting and i wasn't ranting <laughs> okay well i, came had, across I, a post and I, shared I think graphic. sometimes you come across in ways that you don't know when you say you know if you don't like this you must be using windows 3.1 or whatever yeah. kind of a slam yeah don't you think a little mini am rant. i not entitled to say anyway that? all i'm trying to say is i understand why people get upset and I said I understand it too, but I okay. said, but I'm just. I think it's justified change. I think it's great change. Well, but even the, the stuff that is, I think is annoying, I don't like some of the changes. I think they are a little annoying. Like I don't like being able to not see the most recent updates in my main feed, but I'm willing to give it some time to see if I can adjust to it. The the, the problem with Facebook too is they do this a lot. Which, from your standpoint, I understand why they need to do it a lot, but they do it a lot. They don't necessarily hand the communications the best. Because it just pops up sometimes. And honestly, they've broken the trust with past changes where they've done things that have been roundly criticized and they've had to go away from them. And I can't remember the one that sticks out the most where you literally shared like everything you bought. <clears throat> and and yeah. people like got so upset because it was like, oh, my girlfriend just saw that I bought a diamond ring. Thanks for blowing my surprise engagement. Uh, and there's another element to that this time too, which we shouldn't get into here because we're already way too Facebook. Um, but it's something along the lines mm-hmm. of uh, where you're out there sharing content. Uh, if you have some kind of app that allows you to auto share, like if you read the Huffington Post, uh, a lot of people have it set up so that when you read something, it shares it automatically with people. And that now that, that, that Facebook has done something to make that more prominent. Yeah, they're integrating pe- it. Right. Like right so, into Facebook, they're integrating some of that. So I, I do think some of that's funky, but it's not like, and none of it's mandatory. I mean, it's, you have to choose to like yes. read Huffington Post or Washington Post or whatever within Facebook. And then by doing that, you're saying, you know, I want to be sharing this stuff with my social network. Um, otherwise you are certainly free to, you know, read that content outside of Facebook. Like you probably always have, if you find value in that content, I did link up, I use RDIO, R-D-I-O.com. It's a service for listening to music online. You pay like five bucks a month and you can listen to pretty much anything on, right. with, with no restrictions. Um, and I thought, oh, cool. I'll link it up to this new, the new Facebook has integration with RDIO. I'll link it up. And on my timeline, it'll just have like a little summary, you know, on the every day or every couple of days or whatever of the music I was listening to during that period. So I linked it up and sure enough, like five, a couple minutes later on my, in the main feed, not just on my timeline, but in the main feed was all of a sudden Adam listened to blah, blah, blah. And the cover that it chose to show was like some scantily clad woman, right. like pulling her bikini bottom off slightly because that was the cover of this um, 80s metal hits album. And I didn't even know that was the cover of it, um, but it put it up on my wall for me and said, here's the songs I was listening to with it. And I'm like, well, you know, that's I'm going to unlink that immediately. And, and I, so after about 10 minutes of RDO being attached to Facebook, I took it off immediately because I know, I mean, I know that's something that I didn't want being automatically put right. on my wall. But well, I, and I do, th- I do think in this era of social networking and linking all this stuff together, people have to take some of this, 
you know, and I know sometimes it can be difficult to understand, but it also comes down to personal responsibility. The dude who bought the ring and had the crap shared on Facebook, that was probably a, yeah, he was probably confused with how some of that sharing worked, but he, he, he linked it up and basically said that he wanted to do that to the software at some point. So, well, but, but some of that in the beginning wasn't, it was opt out, not opt in. That's part of it. And this, and the same thing with this thing, um, you can opt out of what we're talking about in Facebook. Um, you know, you have to have it set up like you do to share, but we'll share this story from Mashable. It says the same thing you did. The guy talks about the dangers of this and he says, right now I can see someone I know professionally read quote, Scarlett Johansson's nude photos, unquote, and a male <laughs> colleague who will remain anonymous recently read the following Conan O'Brien stares at Nicole Scherzinger's cleavage, Heather Morris on breast implants, and Perry Reeves shows off bikini body. So all that, <laughs> like you, was in this guy's post. Now, he, you know, he didn't realize that, I'm assuming, these people didn't realize it was coming back because Facebook just said, okay, we're going to make this more prominent, whereas it wasn't right. before. So they had to go in and change that. Now I don't have any of that auto stuff set up, so I don't. I, I hope no, not. I, I have. Think. Yeah, I've got mine restricted. Jack, we haven't heard a lot from you. What do you think about the, all the new stuff? Are you anti? Are you? <laughs> you gonna, you're like whatever. I was just going to say, and what I think is. <laughs> well, what no, do you think I, about I, all of it? I see. I see both your guys' points, but I, I think I'm more in. I don't know. I just kind of get sick of people constantly ranting over Facebook too. It's kind of the same people too who tell you about stuff that. You don't really care to hear about anyway. So it's just like when you constantly hear it, you hear more about the ranting than you do. Like, I really like this new feature, but you know, I agree with Adam. I think they need to innovate and it just, it just doesn't bother me. Like it bothers other people. So I guess, you know, yeah, well, I, and I, just, face- I just don't let it bother me too much. Facebook is where people, you know, rant about things like that. So you, if you log into Facebook and immediately you yeah. are, you know, discouraged by what you see, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to post about it in Facebook. Right. So, I mean, it's obvious that when they make changes, that's going to be like the first place where we see this outcry of disgust or, you know, irritated people. Um, So, I mean, I understand, I understand all that. It's just, it's just a slightly, I don't know, days like that where I, I mean, I stay on top of Facebook news, so I kind of know when changes are coming, and I do make a, a concerted effort to stay off of Facebook when I know when things like that just happened. Because then I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not going to have to respond to anything, and I'm not going to feel obligated to <laughs> tell people they're stupid. <laughs> well, once again, we, t- we tap the third rail mm-hmm. of Facebook and go on for 20 minutes. It's a fun <laughs> yeah, that was, it's, it's no longer a shorty. No, it's not a yeah, shorty. Yeah, this turned into a, yeah. A fatty. It's a fatty. <laughs> well, let's let's end it there. We had one more topic, but it was kind of fun, and we've already spent a lot of time on non-marketing healthcare issues. So we'll just uh, call it a day. Yeah, we can bring, well, I, yeah, that, would, that was the next topic would be good. We'll save it for next week. Yeah, we can save it for next week. All right. So for arrogant healthcare marketing bastards podcast and Facebook, this is Chris Bevelo, <laughs> Jackie Rotaco, and Adam Meyer. We will talk to you next time.